Hello and welcome back to the Press for Wine and Prince Lyrics podcast. I'm your host Jason Brenninger and today we're going to be talking about God a Broken Heart Again, which is the fourth track on Prince's third album, Dirty Mind, and I have Karen Shedrick joining me again today to talk about the song. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. I've got Karen Shedrick returning to talk Prince with me, and we're going to be talking about God a Broken Heart Again, which is the fourth track off of Dirty Mind, and is actually the last song on side A, or side one, depending on what terminology you use when speaking of different sides of a LP. I usually use a and b i don't know about you karen (laughs) (laughs) yes a and b uh b side yes absolutely Mm -hmm. sometimes i do sometimes i slip and do the one and two sides one side two but usually it's a and b uh anyway so god broken heart again is the last track on side a it's a short song uh just over two minutes long and it's basically a ballad and this is an album that really doesn't have any ballads besides this now, if you're thinking about the track listing of Dirty Mind, Got a Broken Heart Again is probably the one of the the most innocent and maybe some would say inconsequential songs, but I, I think it has some charm to it, absolutely some some charm to the lyrics and some charm to the song, how it's written and recorded, and we're going to talk about that. But uh, Got a Broken Heart Again, what what are your thoughts on the song in general, Karen? I thought it was a, like you said, it's kind of like a quirky song. Uh, I like the, the bluesy sound to it. It's a very short song, mm-hmm. but a very effective song uh, because you don't expect it to go the way that it went. Uh, but, you know, I like the music. I like the melody. Uh, the subject matter is pretty interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, it it. You know, it's a song that kind of doesn't necessarily hang in your memory, but when you hear it, you don't forget it, in yeah, my opinion. Right, I agree with that. And there's certain parts of the song that stick out for me personally, and one of them is the, the guitar solo mm-hmm. between the verses, like towards the middle of the song. I really enjoy that guitar solo, and you know, he doesn't have a lot of guitar solos on this album. It's more of a, a synth and and drum beat type of record there aren't a lot of guitar solos on this one like he did with the prince album on you know why you want to treat me so bad or uh some of the other songs off of for you even like i'm yours but this one it's it's a real simple guitar solo but it i I just like how it sounds i like how it um propels the song forward Mm -hmm. and the the lyrics he sings them very quickly like there's about three verses but there are no choruses so it's not like there's a chorus that he repeats over and over he has a repeated line and that repeated line is i've got a broken heart again which you know explains the name of the song and the whole theme of the song but uh, overall i think this is one of those tracks that can be easily and uh, often overlooked on this album because of all of the other songs just stand so much taller um, when you're talking about this record, like When You Were Mine, Dirty Mind, Head, Uptown, they all stand so tall that Absolutely. a song like this, which is just barely over two minutes long, it um, you know it's it ends the, one of the sides, so it's kind of like you can easily skip it if you wanted to. Like if you were playing the record, you could just, after Do It All Night, you could just lift the needle and flip the record over. 
mm-hmm. or you could easily just skip past it on a CD to get to Uptown. But I don't know why anybody would do that because it's a really cool song. It is. It's a very cool song, and I and I do know that probably the, the majority of the people who like Dirty Mind probably do that <laughs> because they don't think it's you know necessary. But I do think that it brings a a different element to that album. Like you said, it's a it's the the guitar solo, the 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 simpleness of the song. I think is very different than you know the other recordings on that album. So I yeah, definitely appreciate it being there. It's like a throwback a little bit. Right. Because the rest of the music is is trying is, you know, it was modern. It was modern sounding for 1980, but this song sounded a little retro. Um it it could have been, you know, a 60s song. A yes. 60s blues rock song that was recorded and um it it it's like if you're thinking which one of these doesn't belong, <laughs> mm-hmm. the one song that doesn't seem to fit in with the rest of the album would be this one, from from a lyrical standpoint because he mentions he has a you know a line about things you do to me in bed and we'll talk about that later, but for the most part it's 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 a very innocent sounding like the lyrics aren't very explicit, he's not really getting into subject matter that is um, potentially controversial or boundary pushing um so it's i think this song i'll stick by my throwback because i feel like that's that's what this song is it's it's a throwback to to you know decades earlier potentially even exactly very much so all right so Got a Broken Heart Again is a song about romantic woe <laughs> you know if we're just going to put uh, an easy a one sentence uh, disclaimer about it or try to give it a synopsis. I think a tale of romantic woe is, is another one that you could say another Prince song that he touches on that topic of, you know, lost love or somebody who has left him for another man. Uh, just, you know, him being sad and lonely and kind of depressed over the, the loss of a relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a broken heart again. That's <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting when you start listening to the song. And he kicks off the first verse with that line, I've got a broken heart again. And then he says, because my only supposed to be friend, you see, he stole my old lady away from me. And now I'm just as blue as I can be. So he's sad. He's um, he lost his girlfriend to somebody that he thought was his friend, which, you know, makes it that much more difficult to swallow. I would think somebody that was you trusted and was supposed to be your friend stole your stole your girlfriend from you, stole your old lady, as he calls her in the song. And how often does that happen? You know, you're, you know, you lose your friend and you lose your girl and it's totally unexpected. And the first part of the song, it sounds to me like he's having a conversation with somebody about it. Like, let me tell you what happened to me, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and, you know, then the latter part of the song, it sounds like he's talking to her. I thought that was interesting in the beginning. It, it sounded like a conversation he was having. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good um, good observation. 
Yeah, it's like he's almost just having a sit down, like, hey, let's let me tell you about what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I've never had a situation where I lost a girlfriend to a friend. But, you know, I can imagine in some cases the person is doubly hurt, as you mentioned, because they lose a girlfriend and a friend. So he's exactly. just as blue as he can be. <laughs> Bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, right after that verse, he jumps right into the next verse. So there's really no break. He sings it, and then, like, there's a tiny little pause, like the hit of a drum, and then he moves on. got a broken heart again because i ain't got no money to spend you see i spent it all on a long distance phone call begging her to please come home this one i i like this verse personally because so it's like in each verse he's telling his tale of woe so in first verse he is talking about his old lady being stolen away from him from his supposed to be friend and now in verse two not only is he doesn't have a girlfriend he's also broke <laughs> he doesn't have any money so i mean right. this keeps piling up <laughs> absolutely and he wasted trying to call her to come back to him so that doesn't even work and he's lost money trying to do that trying to call her yeah so, yeah and that's yeah. it's kind of an interesting take from anybody listening to it you know, for the first time in, in maybe 2019, thinking to yourself, well, how does that work? How do you lose all your money on a long distance phone call? Because if you don't understand <laughs> how how uh, long distance phone calls worked back then, where, you know, you if you called somebody outside of your area code, <laughs> you, you might have to spend a little more on that. It cost more. I didn't even think about that, that, you know, because for me and you, that makes perfect sense because we remember when, you know, you had to pay for long distance phone calls. But, you know, the average person, of course, in this day and age wouldn't understand that. So that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever have uh, roommates? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Did you ever mm-hmm. share a phone? <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I in, in college, I had roommates and we shared a phone. And so it would be we get that phone bill every month and we'd start dividing it up. Like who called, where were uh-huh. these phone calls? Cause every call had a charge, had a cost. And some of them were 10 cents or five cents. Some of them were free. Right. But then if we were calling home, like calling our parents or calling people back where we lived, uh, those, those charges added up because they were long distance phone calls. And so, <laughs> so I, I definitely remember doing that. So he's broke. He doesn't have any money to spend. He's wasted it on a long distance phone call, begging her to come home. So apparently they skipped town. Um, they're they're no longer they're no longer wherever Prince is. They're not in Minneapolis anymore. No place in Minneapolis. So or else wow. they went on a vacation. <laughs> they took and off. he's not concerned with a friend. He's concerned with her. I guess he figured, you know, I'm done with you, but I still want to try to get her back. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's definitely still having uh, feelings for her and he's wishing that she would come back and hoping that maybe it was just a mistake. Um, and that she would see the error of her ways and come back home. That's what he was hoping. Mm -hmm. He was begging, but it didn't work. As far as we know, it didn't, you know, cause I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, you know, 
you called her and, you know, you're begging her to come home, you know, maybe she was coming home. We don't know. We only see his side. We don't see her side. You know, no, what she said to him or maybe she told him, I'm not coming back. You know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. The final verse. So that goes into the guitar break here mm -hmm. and it's very bluesy and it just sounds cool just so different than you know the do it all night and uh, uh, dirty mind sound that we had just gotten through and so it it has that different feels we talked about that like you said adds a lot to the album it, it's a small thing but it, it's enough And then we go into the final verse where I go, he goes, it doesn't matter what I do. I can't stop thinking about you. The little things you said, the things you do to me in bed. Oh, baby, I can't get you out of my head. Got a broken heart again. This time it's serious. It feels just like the end, because once your love has gone away, there ain't nothing, nothing left to say. Yeah, verse three, he sings it very differently. It's like the first couple verses, it's just a short four lines, he sings them quick. But verse three is like a, almost like a bridge slash verse where he goes a little deeper into it. He sings the lines a little differently. He has like that dramatic pause, I can't stop thinking about you and I, mm -hmm. the dramatic pause is cool and whenever i listen to this song you know if i'm singing along i i have to do some dramatic like stop myself <laughs> because, <laughs> because you know i mean it's a huge it's a dramatic it's a dramatic stop and prince did that it is perfect. and you don't expect it mm -mm. no because he hadn't done anything like that in the song up to that point of course he has to talk about how um good the sex was because it's prince and it's dirty mind mm -hmm. um <laughs> the little Can't things you said out. things you do to me in bed uh so then yeah he goes into after he talks about how good the sex was essentially can't get you out of my head and so he's broken up about it friend stole her away doesn't have any money now you know he can't the, the physical part of their relationship is absent can't get her out of his head got a broken heart again but then at the end the last few lines kind of drive home this the point that I don't think that she's coming back. Um, even if she doesn't make it with this guy that uh, is you know, supposed to be friend that that stole her away. I don't think she's coming back because at least he's at least he doesn't imply that she's coming back. No. This time it's serious. It feels just like the end. What do you think about that? First of all, when you when you're really, really hurt by someone, sometimes reasoning goes out the window. You know, he's saying in in his mind she's not coming back, as far as he's concerned, or as far as he believes. And we could say that based on what we know, but I just know that, you know, when you're really upset about something, you're not always rational. So in his mind, he could he believes that she's not coming back. And that's ultimately what takes him over the edge. 
you know, his own thoughts about it. Yeah, you know, she could have told him I'm not coming back, but she could not have said that. He could have just declared she's not coming back because he's really hurt and upset by what's happened. And that, you know, low, low, low state, he kills himself. You know, and it's just like, wait a minute, wait, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? You know, totally didn't expect that. Yeah, so it sounds like you have like a potential optimistic point of view for this song, like maybe she's coming back, but then also a very uh, fatalistic and and final look at it as well. So it's like almost like a a yin and yang version of this song where potentially she comes back, but then he's so distraught and so depressed that he doesn't um, doesn't make it doesn't make it through. (laughs) Right. Right. So I mean, that's yeah. interesting to me. So, Karen, it, your your take on this song is that he he ends his own life. Yeah. Okay, I had never thought of that. I never considered that before. That is that's interesting. A, yeah, that's 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 what I heard. <laughs> that's that's the way I've always heard that song is that he kills himself at the end. And that's what that uh, that that sound is at the end. Yeah. Is, you, is you're hearing like a gunshot. Yeah, that that's what I always thought. About. Okay, because I wanted to talk to you about that because as we go through the the lyrics, he goes, "His time is serious. It feels just like the end." Because once your love has gone away, there ain't nothing, nothing left to say. And then there's a little bit of piano tinkling, and he has like a final strum of his guitar, and then you hear this loud bang, and that's the end of the song. I'll tell you what I always thought that was. Um, the first time I heard the song, because it, I first time I heard the song was in the '90s. I didn't hear the song when it first came out. It took me to the '90s to hear the Dirty Mind album, and I didn't get around to this album until the '90s. But um, at that time, I thought it was either him slamming the microphone down mm-hmm. and just capturing that sound on the tape mm-hmm. and keeping it, like you know, because singers sometimes get dramatic with their with their lyrics and if it's a particularly dramatic song or dramatic moment in the song i'm sure you've seen it before in live Mm -hmm. concerts where the the singer gets so intense about the lyrics they're singing that they just they knock their microphone stand over or throw something Mm -hmm. and i i always kind of thought that prince was doing something similar because this song just kind of it ends abruptly like he's singing the song of how sad he is and how depressed he is and how upset that she's gone away. And it's almost, I always felt like it was almost like a, the closure of a book, like slamming a book shut. Like there's nothing uh-huh. left to say. I'm done. There's nothing left uh-huh. to say. So I'm going to take this microphone and throw it down to the ground. That's what I originally thought. But then I was thinking of it later. And by later, I mean decades later, because I never really gave it much more thought after that. Uh-huh. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, so he's playing the piano and he's got those last few plunks on the piano as before he ends the song. And I was wondering, maybe that's him taking the piano cover and slamming that down over the keys. Like he's done playing the piano. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never read anything to explain what that noise is. All I've ever heard is what I've heard and... I haven't even really had any kind of discussions about it with anybody. So 
Um, I I was very interested to hear what you had to say about that because I was all I've ever known is what I've what I've heard. And what and the ideas you just gave me, I had never heard those either. And I actually now I'm looking at it differently because maybe that's <laughs> not what happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> because what you're saying makes perfect sense too. But then because of what he said, you know, there's nothing else to say. And then bam, you hear that noise. That's what that that's what I thought he did. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's well, I that's think we just blew each other's into. minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool, you know? I mean, I never considered that he that he killed himself at the end of the song. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, I think this is going to be something that I'll have to uh, kind of ask the community what people think about that, just to get yeah, that'd be a great question. Yeah, um, to get more opinions. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or, or like you said, he just slams the door in the piano top, the the lid, piano lid. That now that you say that, it does sound like that. Yeah. Yeah, it could but it could have been a lot of things. Like somebody yeah. had said, it was like the door a door slamming. Mm -hmm. I read somewhere where they the reviewer talked about it being a door slam, but it happens so quickly mm -hmm. after he's you know, like he's literally playing music, and all of a sudden the slam. There's not like this long pause. It sounds like a long pause if you're like listening to this song in like a car stereo, mm -hmm. because the 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 notes that he's playing on the guitar and in the piano are so soft and so right. subtle that unless you like have headphones on or you're listening to them on a really good speaker you're not going to pick them up because when i when i used to play this album on my car stereo back in the 90s i had the cassette and i popped into my start car stereo after he sings there's nothing left to say you don't really hear anything until you hear that bang you right don't really, you don't, you don't no. pick up all the little notes that he's still playing just very softly in the background and so maybe I, that was the point that he wanted to just leave it open to whatever you think happened. Yeah, I feel like it, it was. Open. I feel like it was just something that he did in the moment. Like he didn't. Mm -hmm. plan, I feel like he didn't plan it. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I feel I always felt like this wasn't planned. Like that noise wasn't planned, and he just did it in the moment, and then decided to keep it and not edit it out. And, and that sounds uh, something like what Prince would do. Yeah, I mean, it's a dramatic yeah. ending to a dramatic song off of, uh, you know, it ends the side. So for me, it's a perfect ending of the side and it's a perfect ending to the song. But I don't usually question too much of Prince's artistic decisions. <laughs> no, no. I generally, generally uh, accept what he does and think that there's always... A reason behind it, and if there wasn't a reason behind it, then it was brilliantly executed anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, a, a perfect—I won't say a perfect accident, but just a perfect way to end it. I mean, you—you know, when you're in that flow, you just kind of let things happen. And like you said, in that moment, in the emotion of the song, he probably just said, "That's it." You yep. know, and and because I the way it ended, it didn't sound like it would have been rehearsed. So if 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 that you know, like for a recording, mm -hmm. shoot, something could have fell off the wall. I mean, who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Until somebody steps up that was there that day. Yeah. If any, if anybody was there that day, we don't know. He could have recorded this all by himself. So right. 
we may never know. Mm-hmm. All right, Karen. Well, I uh, think we've covered the song pretty well. Uh, do you have any final thoughts? Otherwise, we'll wrap it up. Uh, again, it's just a very, like I said, quirky, quick little song, but very effective. And I think the ending is what makes it effective. It it changes it just changes your feeling about the song. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, depending on what you think the ending meant, it, it changes the whole perception of what he was trying to say with that song. You know, how how your emotions can get the better of you in a situation like that if you're not careful. But I think it's a very good song. I think it's underrated. You know, but I think as more and more people listen to his older recordings, you know, it may get the kind of attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not a skip song for me at all. No. So I never skip it. I think it's great. And I'm with you. It's it, it's a perfect ending to a great side. And um, I think it was, it did exactly what it needed to do. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks again for joining me, Karen. Hopefully you have a great weekend and um, we'll do it again. Absolutely. For sure. Thank you again uh, for the opportunity. Anytime, Karen. Anytime. Mm -hmm. Appreciate you. Thanks. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. Thanks for listening. And I hope you uh, enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear from you and love to hear uh, your ideas about this album, Dirty Mind, the song in particular, or any other song that I've already covered or will be covering in the near future. You can get a hold of me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics podcast as the, uh, the name of, of my page. And thanks again, and until next time, goodbye.